All right, good to see everybody Saturday night, and we are live, 55 Minutes of Fury. Let's go right to it, Will. This picture right here just kind of sums it all up. I want you to see how it all actually runs together. Jen's Jens Stoltenberg, Director, Global Alliance for Vaccines, Gavi, MasterCard, Bill Gates, bi, you know, BioNTech, uh, bi, you know, d- Biotechnical, I can't even remember the word right now, Bio, whatever, technology that goes into Gavi, MasterCard, uh, with their Quantum Dot Tattoo technology, all working on that together. Director, Global Alliance for Vaccines and Immunations, Immunizations, 2002 to 2005 now, well, not now, recently, special envoy on climate change for the united nations and now secretary general for nato so all the big things that are happening right now this guy has had his hands in and he's not the only one goes from vaccines to the united nations then to nato all those things because they are all running together for a specific purpose it doesn't necessarily mean that it's all lined up and that it's all organized and all orchestrated but it is all running together various plots and various schemes to get you to Revelation chapter 13 that he causes all both small and great rich and poor to receive a mark on their right hand or on their forehead that's what this is all about even the Ukraine is about covering up for the attempt to get you to the mark of the beast all those people that are pulling back their COVID mitigations and their COVID mandates right now have held on to their emergency powers because they're going to bring those very mandates and mitigations back they're already doing it in Austria they're still there and still completely and totally present in Australia completely and totally present for the most part in Canada it goes province by province but on the, for the most part you can't buy sell trade or travel in Canada in the European Union in Australia in Israel in many other parts of the of, of the world without your COVID-19 QR coded mark of the beast on your phone all right on to the Ukraine as I've been saying over the last month or more the Ukraine is simply COVID 2.0 what's happening is all of the vaccine information which we will get to in just a moment is coming out and COVID-19, well, not COVID-19, the Ukraine is to, is to cover all of the vaccine deaths, all of the vaccine injuries, so that people don't notice, so they can continue to get vaccinated. What you will see is this. People will continue to die of COVID-19, but it won't be because of the severity of COVID-19. It will be because, it will be because they have ADE. They will have antibody-dependent enhancement syndrome. They really have the equivalent of HIV. It is impossible for them to fight off COVID-19 or any other viral infection. So they'll die of it. And what they'll say is, look at all the people dying of COVID-19. But what they're actually dying of is that they don't have an an immune system to fight off COVID-19. But they'll use that information to do what? vaccinate more people to get them to the fourth booster to get them to the fifth booster anthony fauci's already come out he's now out of the closet again he's out of witness protection and he is speaking again and he was out talking about the need for a fourth booster in the united states of america if you took the already took the booster your immune system for all intents and purposes is already gone you need to be prayed over 
And if you get COVID-19 or just talk, maybe just speaking in third person, if a person gets COVID-19, they'll say, look, it's COVID-19 that's killing all these people. No, it was the vaccinations against COVID-19 that has disabled them from being able to fight off COVID-19, but it works great for them. Then they can continue to blame COVID and they can continue to usher people towards the vaccinations. That's what Ukraine is all about. It's about cover-ups. It's about covering up the vaccine information that's coming out. It's about covering up the damage that was done for all, due to all the COVID mitigations, whether it was lockdowns, masking, social distancing, shutting down the world's economy, causing three to 400 million people to starve to death. It's about covering that up. It's about covering up the globalists and the Democratic Party's money laundering operation that has been going on for decades inside of the fourth most corrupt country on the planet which is Ukraine. Russia is number seven. Ukraine beats them by three and is number four. Here's Tucker. Play it for me. In a democracy, citizens can have any opinion they want to have. They can express any opinion they want in public whenever they care to express it, including through mass media. If citizens are dissatisfied with their political leadership, they can challenge their leaders for office. Now, all of these things are true in every free country in any period, always. These are not just features of democracy. These are prerequisites for democracy. So with that in mind, you should know about a political party in Ukraine called Opposition Platform for Life. With 43 seats in parliament, it is the largest opposition party in that country. Over the weekend, the president of Ukraine, Volodymyr Zelensky, banned that party. Opposition Platform for Life is now prohibited from, quote, all activity within Ukraine. So with a single command, Zelensky made it impossible for anybody to run against him for president. He did this not just to opposition platform for life, but to 10 other political parties that he believed were insufficiently loyal to him. They're all illegal now. Obviously, there's a war underway in Ukraine. And on that basis, Zelensky has declared martial law. But we must tell you, there is no evidence that the opposition parties he banned were aiding Russia in its war against Ukraine. Opposition Platform for Life, for example, denounced the Russian invasion the moment it happened, just like everybody else. But Zelensky took the opportunity to turn Ukraine into effectively a one-party state, which it now is. So having banned all opposition, he then seized control of the country's media outlets. Zelensky signed a decree that combines all national television channels into a single platform that he controls. He described this as a, quote, unified information policy, and it certainly is unified. So if all of these details seem shocking to you, if this is not the Zelensky you've heard about on the Today Show, then you may not have been paying attention to Ukraine. Zelensky has been solidifying complete control over Ukraine for a long time, since long before the Russian invasion and the war. Last year, he had his main political opponent arrested and his assets seized by the state. At the same time, Zelensky shut down three of Ukraine's most popular television networks, channels that not coincidentally had criticized him. So how should we as Americans assess this? Well, first and most obviously by admitting this is authoritarianism, it's not democracy. And then second, by acknowledging that actually it's pretty common. COVID-19 is an existential threat to your life. Therefore, do things that are absolutely nonsensical. First of all, COVID-19 is not an existential threat to your life. It's 99.9% survivable. But even in the midst of that, they tell you to do nonsensical things to fight off a threat that's nonsensical. Same thing with Voldemar Zelensky. They say that he is a benevolent uh, president, that he is a, not an autocratic president, but a democratic president. It's a democratic country. That is all bold-faced lies. I want you to think about it. 
in all honesty, would you ever, if you actually uh, honestly assessed uh, the Ukraine and you said, you know what, is this, is this a democracy or is it not? Just like if people would have, instead of strapping masks on and locking down their churches, actually honestly assessed COVID-19, would you have taken those nonsensical actions? It's equally as nonsensical to hop in lock, stock, and barrel into the Ukraine in, a, as a defender of democracy, saying, well, you know, we're going to go there and we're going to issue sanctions onto Vladimir Putin in Russia because he's a dictator and Voldemar Zelensky is a democratic leader. He is not. He is just as much a dictator as Vladimir Putin. If you were to honestly assess it and you go, you know what? If you lock up your opposition party, go to the next one for me, Will. Look at this right here. Paul Joseph Watson. Don't have it on my left. Zelensky bans a dozen opposition parties. A dozen. Does that sound like a democracy to you? 99.9% survivable. Does that sound like an existential threat to your life? Does that sound like something you should wear a mask? Zelensky bans a dozen opposition parties. That's not a democracy. The very same people saying Ukraine is a democracy are the very same people telling you to get vaccinated against a virus that has no chance of killing you. And the only thing that will kill you is the vaccine itself. Zelensky bans a dozen opposition parties, including the parliament's second largest group. But CNN told me he was fighting for democracy. Absolutely not. Go to the next one for me. Election wizard, Lviv, Ukraine, Reuters, Ukrainian president, Volodymyr Zelensky, has signed a decree. Does that sound like a democracy that combines all national TV channels into one platform controlled by him, citing the importance of a unified information policy under martial law, his office said in a statement on Sunday. Does that sound like a democracy? But the very same people that will continue to tell you that masks do something, that lockdowns do something, are the same people telling you over and over and over again that Voldemar Zelensky is an angel, that he's St. Patrick reincarnate, that he's, a, he's not an autocratic dictator, that he's a benevolent president. He is none of those things. He is an autocratic WEF acting the president. That's who a dictator, autocratic dictator. That's who he is. Look at what he's done. Look at what he's done. Look at the fruits. The simple believeth every word, but the prudent man looketh well to his, to his going. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 15. Go to the next one for me. Rebel News, despite the crackdown on political opposition, the Ukrainian leader did not ban. However, he's banned, he's banned all, basically he's banned 11 political parties. He's banned, he's, he, there's no longer any free media. It's come under one unified governmental TV station. That's all there is in the Ukraine now. But this is a democracy. Just like COVID's an existential threat to your life, just like the vaccines are safe and effective, all propaganda, all lies. Despite the crackdown on political opposition, the Ukrainian leader did not ban any parties with link to, links to neo-Nazis, including the, I don't even know if I can get this word out, ethnonationalist, ethnonationalist, Zavoba, and neo-fascist group, right sector. I have no idea if I pronounced that anywhere close to, to decent, but there it is. So he bans every political party except for the neo-Nazis. Go to the next one for me. Wittgenstein video. Majid Nawaz back on Tucker. Play it for me. 
And I want to note at this stage that uh, he banned these opposition parties, including, as you mentioned, Tucker, the second largest in his parliament, while the Nazi elements, and I use the word Nazi, not neo-Nazi, because these are actual Nazis that aren't neo in any sense. They're the continuation of Nazis as we know them and study them in history. Uh, and Bandera, the man that they uh, revere, uh, was actually a Nazi, and they've made him into a national hero and icon. The Nazis in Ukraine have not been banned uh, by uh, Zelensky. And so this is a very interesting point that you've got a man that's, uh, that we're hailing as a democratic icon who's fighting for freedom and democracy in our way of life, banning all opposition parties, controlling the, uh, through the state the media narrative while refusing not only to ban Nazis, but having after not banning them, incorporated them into his state, as of as a battalion formerly serves in the Ukrainian National Guard. Now, people say to that in response, yeah, but Majid, there are racists in every country. No, the analogy here is, imagine Tucker in America, the KKK had a formal battalion in the US military. That's what we've got with swastikas and Nazi insignia inside uh, the Ukrainian army. And then people would say, well, what do you want to do? It's, they invaded, Putin invaded their country. Of course, they have to fight. And I find this line of argument absolutely absurd because the best analogy is with Syria. Now, uh, Putin, uh, allying with Nazis in Ukraine to defeat Putin is as absurd as allying with ISIS in Syria to defeat Putin. You've got an extremist, an armed extreme terrorist militia known as ISIS. None of us ever had any moral difficulty in understanding that Assad was a dictator, that Putin's support for Assad was wrong, but the people opposing him, the jihadists, were also wrong. Why can't we have that moral complexity when it comes to Ukraine? And, and keep the UK and particularly the United States, my country, free. If you're for freedom in Ukraine, you can't try and shut down honest questions in this country or punish people for telling the truth. It's super simple, I would say. You are telling the truth. I'm grateful that you are. Jimmy, so it is. That, that's the thing. Uh, Majid Nuaz brings up exactly what I've been saying. Moral complexity. You don't have to jump in lock, stock, and barrel because you have the same propagandist who have been pimping and whoring vaccines, lockdowns and masks, which is a completely nonsensical response to a 99.9% .9 survival virus. It's the exact same thing with the invasion of Ukraine by Putin, which is very morally complex. You have to look deep into it. You don't just buy lock, stock and barrel and figuratively strap your mask back on again. The exact same right wingers are falling for it again. They're all spouting the company, well, I'm vaccinated, well, I wear a mask, well, I lock down. And they're falling for it again. And the exact same right-wingers that didn't fall for it the first time, some of them are falling for this. And a lot of us who didn't fall for COVID, the original COVID, with Ukraine being COVID 2.0, are not falling for this either. This is a very complex situation. I like what Majid said. He said, you know what he compared it to? When you had Putin and the king of Ukraine, of the king of Jordan sided against ISIS. What, what do you do, side with ISIS? No, you don't side at all. You go and you support and you keep alive the innocent victims. That's exactly what we should be doing here. When you had Iraq invade Iran, you don't side with the mullahs of Iran because they've been invaded by Saddam Hussein. You side with nobody and you send provisions to the poor and the refugees and those that are being harmed by their dictatorial leaders. That's what you do. 
You don't just say it's a democracy because you want it to be a democracy. You don't say a disease is an existential threat to life and there's a very high probability of death when it's not. You don't do that. You don't act like there's a high probability of death from a disease when there isn't. Just because other people want you to act that way because when you act that way, you are showing your compliance. See if this video sounds like a democracy to you. Play it for me. Горит путинская техника хорошо, трубы путиноидов смердят, но как бы опять-таки становятся безвредными. Я своим врачам дал указание, всегда я был большим гуманистом и говорил, что как только человек параненый, он уже не враг, а пациент. Но теперь очень жесткое указание всем мужчинам кастрировать, потому что это тараканы, а не люди. И поверьте, все врачи, которые все жизнь спасали пациентов, русские тут будут умирать, умирать в большом количестве. Те, кто уйдет, будут вспоминать кошмар украинской земли, как немцы вспоминали Сталинград. So calling for the castration of enemy POWs, does that sound like a democracy to you? That's exactly what it was called for. By the way, that was another Majid video. Does that sound like a democracy? So just jump in, lock, stock, and barrel, because Joe Biden and Ted Cruz and people and, and Lindsey Graham and Kamala Harris, the Washington establishment swamp, the Uniparty, the, the same ones, all of them are vaxxed. All of them gladly wore masks. All of them gladly locked down and pimped and whored. All three of those things are now telling you another line of propaganda. That the, that the Ukraine is a democracy worthy of defense. It is not. The, the innocent victims and the refugees are worthy of our provision and our care. That's who's worthy of our provision. The, the $11 billion that they just sent over to the Ukraine, we have no idea. By the way, just to remind everybody, we're $30 trillion in debt, and Joe Biden prances around like the moron that he is, always saying to people, well, we'll write a check for that, and we'll write, we're going to give you money for this. You have Elizabeth Warren out there talking about paying off people's college loans, especially for women. $30 trillion in debt. Where's all that money in the Ukraine going? Put the next one up for me, Cernovich tweet. Zelensky has armed neo-Nazi militia groups who are beating Ukrainian civilians who try to leave cities under siege. Leave this up. This is exactly what is happening. He has armed. I repeat, he has armed. Well, he can't arm. He's Jewish. Listen, Soros was Jewish too. And Soros was a Nazi collaborator. And I'm not saying necessarily that Zelensky rises to that level, but he has armed, knowingly armed, and as Majid Nuwaz said, these aren't even, Cernovich is being nice, he's calling them neo-Nazis. Majid Nuwaz calls them actual Nazis. And he is arming, Zelensky is arming these people. Zelensky has armed neo-Nazi militia groups who are beating Ukrainian civilians who try to leave cities under siege with advanced military weapons from the U.S. and banning opposition political parties. He effectively declared martial law. These are facts. Go to the next one for me. Avi Remini. Yemeni. You got it? Zel oh, gosh. Hey, get that out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We had a, a customer. I, I scratched it out on my copy. 
Okay, I had a, I sent it, well, just our, we had the next tweet had a bad word on it, and it's, I'll just read it. This is from Avi Yemeni. First, he's talking about Zelensky. He demands Israeli weapons from Neset, that is the Israeli prime minister. He's, so he's claiming weapons. He's, he's wanting weapons from the Israelis, not only wanting them, basically demeaning them and then demanding them from the Israelis, demands Israeli weapons from the Israeli prime minister, claiming Ukraine was a safe haven for Jews in the Holocaust, in the Holocaust. and then he banned 11 opposition parties but left the Nazi party. Sorry we couldn't show that one to you. All right, Cosman, Cosman tweet. Now, now this is, this is the section of the show that I've called lies. I'm, this will seem a little bit off subject, but it's not. I want to show you how these people work. I want to show you how the globalists actually work with their lies and then their retractions. Now the Ottawa police, this all has to do with the Freedom Convoy. That's old news. It's not old news. You need to understand something. Just because the Freedom Convoy is now out of the news, under, and that's the obviously the Canadian Freedom uh, Trucker Convoy trying to stand up against vaccine mandates. It's out of the news, but there's many things still happening with it. Now that the Ottawa police have come out and said there's no evidence that the February 6th residential building arson attempt was connected to the Freedom Convoy. If you remember, there was all sorts of accusations. I'll show you the video in a second. All sorts of accusations saying that the the members of the convoy were handcuffing doors and setting buildings on fire. Was any of that true? Is Is Zelensky a dictator? Is Ukraine a democracy? The same exact people saying that the Ukraine is a democracy said the Freedom Convoy truckers were setting buildings on fire. Well, oops, now there's no evidence of that. Connected to the Freedom Convoy 2022 protest, I have compiled every time a liberal NDMP falsely smeared protesters as arsonists. So the Ottawa police have now publicly come out and said, publicly come out and said there was no arson committed by any member of the Freedom Convoy. Not one. Nothing happened. But look at all of them say that there was. Play it for me. Violence is commonplace. We saw an example of this violence, an attempted arson downtown of an apartment building where people started a fire. When they exited, they taped the door and an attempted arson, all of which, Madam Speaker, was caught on video. It has been an illegal occupation that has uh, been harassing people in residential areas of Ottawa. People don't feel safe in their own homes. There have been reports of attempted arson. Canadians are also concerned hearing reports of an attempted arson in the lobby of a residential apartment building. Because we see um, hate speech, we see uh, illegal acts such as arson, The incessant honking, the arson attempts, the incessant honking, the arson attempts, an attempted arson of a residential building in the occupation area. We've seen the active sabotage of 911 emergency call lines and even an attempted arson. Other alleged crimes have even been more egregious. Ottawa police are investigating the attempted arson of a downtown apartment building. The situation persists, fueled in part by foreign funding. We saw reports of attempted arson in some of the buildings. And it certainly does not include arson or pushing into a residential apartment building and barricading the exits with handcuffs. The arrests for conspiracy to murder, attempted arson of a residential building. Over the past three weeks, we have watched assaults, attempted arson. They have been living in fear 
Fear that their apartment buildings may be torched by arson. Seen assaults, attempted arson, widespread harassment. There's been attempted arson with the attempt of handcuffing doors shut so that if a fire started, people would be burned alive. Death threats, an attempted arson. A building had an attempted arson where the doors were taped shut. Another building had occupiers attempting to handcuff the doors. There are reports of attempted arson, bomb threats. Hate crimes, misogyny, arson. Horns honked all night long. We saw thefts and attempted arson. See, now these are all the same people. These are all the vaccine pimps and whores. These are the ones who strap masks on. These are the ones who say that you can't work unless you're vaccinated. These are the ones that say you can't buy, sell, trade, or travel without your vaccine passport. They are all demonic liars. They're just like, I did a list. Here's a, And this is what was going on, and this is what's happening in the United States. And they're all the same. They're all globalist leftists out of the World Economic Forum. That's who these people are. Whether they know they're connected to the WEF or not, many of them do know they are connected and are purposely connected. Just like they said, bounties on US, on U.S. soldiers by Russia. That never happened. Trump called soldiers losers. That never happened. Joe Biden just recently came out and did his, two, his same two lies that he always does. He says that he started to run for president because, because Trump said there was good people on both sides of Charlottesville. That's not what he said at all in any way, shape, or form. And then he doubled down and said that cops were killed on January 6, 2021. Cops were not killed on January 6, 2021. The only only person killed was Ashley Babbitt by a cop. Bullface lies that's called gaslighting. You just say it over and over and over again. They are of their father, the devil. When he lies, he speaks his native language because he is a liar and the father of lies. Trump said that that told people to drink bleach for COVID. That never happened. Jesse Smouye, that never ha- happened. Hands up, don't shoot. That never happened. Hunter Biden's laptop is Russian disinformation. That's not the truth. Collusion never happened. The impeachment hoaxes, all the things that they allege there never happened. Trump called for an insurrection. That never happened. An insurrection occurred. That never happened. Pence, Pence and Harris, all the 1-6 protesters that are being charged right now with the felony of being on the same premises as a vice president or the elected vice president, those charges are all false. They never happen. These people are bold-faced liars. The independent tweet, and I just, I'm going back and forth. I want you to see it. That's how they lie. Here's how they lie again. The independent, they're all the same. No, these are two different things. No, they're all the same. The, 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 the freedom convoy was about vaccine mandates. So just take it right back to the original liars when it comes to COVID. The independent, Anthony Fauci says, all three vaccines are 100%, I repeat, 100% effective against death and hospitalization. What an absolute joke. That is not true at all. They always lie. Go to the next one for me. Cosman. Cosman tweet. I have no idea how to pronounce his last name, so we're just calling him Cosman. I, I keep trying to, I, I keep slipping. I want to almost say Cosmo Kramer from, from Seinfeld. Only, only six days ago, the Toronto star, Justin Ling, was peddling the lie. Here it is. First of all, they said that the truckers were burning down buildings. So Justin Ling, another lying 
leftist mainstream media person was peddling the lie that loaded guns were found during the Ottawa Freedom Convoy crackdown. Did it, was one loaded gun ever found? Was one gun ever found? Was one gun ever found at the 1-6 protest? No, and nor, nor was one found here. Another thing, the legacy media has been totally wrong. They're not wrong about it. We need to stop excusing them and saying that they're misinformed, disinformation, misinformation, and call them exactly what they are, bold-faced liars. Look at right here as the interim chief of police of Ottawa is questioned and watch him lie. Play it for me. Uh, interim chief slowly, or sorry, interim chief uh, Bell, my apologies. Um, in Ottawa, during the uh, protest clearing operation, were any loaded shotguns found in the trucks of protesters? Uh, Mr. Chair, what I can indicate is uh, throughout the protest, we did receive information um, and intelligence around weapons uh, and the possession of weapons by people that either had attended or intended on intending uh, the occupation. As a result of the clearing, at no point did we lay any firearms-related charges, yet there are investigations that continue in relation to weapons possessions at the occupation. I guess yes or no, interim chief, were loaded firearms found in the trucks during the protest clearing operation? Yes, sir. So, no? as I as I indicated, Mr. Chair, there there has been no charges laid to date in relations to weapons at the occupation site. It's it's just a clear it's a clear question, interim chief. Like, were weapons found? Like, were fire loaded firearms found? Yes or no? So in relation to, no, not, not okay. to relating to any charges to this point. You bring it back to me. Answer the daggum question. Answer the question. Were firearms found? It's it. He didn't ask you whether there was criminal charges. He didn't ask you whether there was investigations into whether or not firearms were found. Point blank. Of all the trucks that you see, seize and all the people you erroneously arrested and all of your trumped up investigations, was one firearm ever found? And he won't answer the question. So you never do what people like this tell you to do. But many conservatives will take a metal rod full of an experimental mRNA vaccination and jam it into their arms at the behest, at the request, at the mandate of liars like the interim chief of the Ottawa Police Department. They're all the same, whether it's the interim chief of the Ottawa Police Department or Anthony Fauci or right here with Rochelle Walensky. Look what she had to say. A CDC director, Dr. Rochelle Walensky, our data from the CDC suggests that vaccinated people do not carry the virus. You're injecting them with the virus. They have 200 times the viral load in their nasal pharynx in comparison to somebody who's unvaccinated. This is a bull-faced lie. Chief of police, did you find any firearms? Well, we haven't leveled any charges against anybody. That's not what we asked you. Does the vaccine stop transmission? Oh, yes, absolutely. Does it stop infection? Oh, absolutely. No, they're all absolute bull-faced lies. Oh, no, okay, we admit it doesn't stop transmission. It doesn't stop um uh, infection, but it does stop hospitalization and death. Absolutely a lie also. Uh, let's go to this one. I know it's a hard right-hand turn, but I want you to see this. 
Because again, we are taking action. Our side is taking action. The tide is rapidly rising. 1970s, 13,000 people in homeschool. 1980s, 200,000. We'll skip to the bottom row, roughly at the bottom. 2010, about 1.7 million. And only 10 years later, we are at 5 million people that are homeschooling. What you do is you hit the public school where it hurts. Now, why why did I put this up? Because, Aaron, if you can side by side the next video for me, because this is what is going on in Inside of our schools. I, for one, if I was somebody who had a child, both of my kids are adults now, they're out of school, but if I had, a, if I had children of, of school, if I had school-age children, I would not want them to go to a gay pride parade inside their school. How about you? Th- this is why we need to stand up. Well, we can't homeschool. We don't have the time. Maybe you need to make time. Maybe things need to change. Because you can't stick your kids in something like this. But this is what we have to do. Hit them where it hurts. Hit them in the pocket. Because the less kids, you know, everybody knows, when it comes to federal dollars, it all has to do with school population. The less kids they have, the less dollars they have, and the less teachers they have. And that's what we need to do. And that way, maybe they'll stop having their LGBTQI parades inside of our public schools that we pay for with our tax dollars. Now here's some more lies from Anthony Fauci, and let's talk about vaccines. Play it for me. I, I deal with it. But you know, it's funny, doctor, when I returned after being out in the ICU dealing with a, a pretty serious bacterial infection and you know, something that I certainly didn't expect after being fully vaccinated uh, to get COVID twice, and, and, and the last time, again, quite severe. Now, I'm not saying that to talk about me, but to talk about others who then questioned, well, if you've been vaccinated, Cavuto, and this happened to you, uh, who's to say that it wasn't the vaccine that did it? Now, of course, and I've talked to a lot of doctors, I got to talk to smart people like you, and said that, you know, because of that, it, it could have been a lot worse for me. Uh, but, yeah. but again, it, there's, a, there's a sort of a dark side coming out where a lot of people saying the vaccine wasn't and isn't worth it. It's no good. It, 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 no. it almost kills people. And, and, and I just curious to get your response to that. Yeah. Well, I think you know what my response is going to be, Neil. And I think you yourself know you're sophisticated enough that if you had not been vaccinated, Neil, you you and I may not be having this conversation right now. Sadly, I'm so right glad that you are here and we're having this conversation. But if you look at the data, the data really are crystal clear and speak for themselves. If you look at the general population and look at hospitalizations and deaths and compare the vaccinated with the unvaccinated or even more importantly, the vaccinated plus boosted with the unvaccinated, overwhelmingly the hospitalization and deaths are among the unvaccinated. You and me. So let's break that down, shall we? Now he says, Dr. Fauci there, he says that the data is crystal clear that the overwhelming, remember now, the overwhelming amounts of the of hospitalization and deaths are amongst the unvaccinated. So of, of those hospitalized and those dying of COVID, the greatest percentage are those who are 
unvaccinated, right? Now, let's just break it down what Cavuto did there. He said that he was fully vaccinated and got COVID twice. Hospital, do you see how they're, now Cavuto says that, of course, he's immunocompromised. That's fine. So, you know what you ought to do when you're immunocompromised? Not take a vaccine that destroys what's left of your immunity. But Cavuto's been fully vaccinated, got COVID twice, last time severely in the hospital. Now, there, here's the company line. Ukraine is a democracy. It would have been much worse if you weren't vaccinated. It's all the same lies over and over and over again. Ukraine's a democracy. Zelensky's a benevolent leader. It would be way worse if you weren't vaccinated. That's what Hillary Clinton, who just got, she's triple vaxxed. Uh, Jen Psaki, triple vaxxed. Barack Obama, triple vaxxed. Klaus Schwab, triple vaxxed. All of which have COVID right now. And they're all saying the exact same thing. Well, thank goodness I'm vaccinated because I would have gotten it a lot worse. Now, here's the thing. I want you to remember something. Is it that they could have gotten it a lot worse or are they catching COVID because they don't have an immune system left? Because natural immunity has proven to last for 27 years from COVID-1. from, from uh, COVID Actually, we have this is SARS-CoV-2, SARS-CoV-1. The immunity from SARS-CoV-1 has proven to last 27 years. So are they really really getting a lesser version of COVID because of the vaccine or are they catching COVID because of the vaccine which Neil Cavuto you can tell is starting to worry about it here's Bill Gates play it for me I understand it then from what you're saying is that it may be that there needs to be some compromise in some of the the safety measures that would normally be expected to create a vaccine because time is so crucial well, of course, if you if you want to wait and see if a side effect shows up two years later, uh, that takes two years. So uh, whenever you're acting quickly, like during the HIV crisis, they created a, a quick way of getting drug approval. There is a trade-off there. Uh, in that case, it worked super, super well. And here, you know, we have, we will, I think, be able to get some safety indications, but it, this is a public good and so you know those trade-offs the governments working on a cooperative basis will be involved in the decision to say hey the regulator says go ahead even though you haven't taken the normal time period so going back let's see let's cover the fauci lies and the gates lies as then we look into the data so fauci says the vast preponderance of those being hospitalized and dying of covid are the unvaccinated, even in countries that are 90% vaccinated. And then, of course, you have Gates saying that, you know what, here's his lies, that, you know, that you, know, you just go ahead and cast aside the usual safety protocols because it's an emergency. Is COVID an emergency? You got Fauci lying about hospitalizations and deaths, and then you have Gates telling you, act like it's an emergency when it's not. Act like William... Uh, Leah Thomas is a female when she is not. It's all the same demonic lies. So let's look at now. We're going to focus on Fauci. Fauci says the vast majority of those dying of COVID are the unvaccinated. Is that remotely true? Play it for me. This is the CDC's own data um, that they aggregate into um, all ages. Uh, the bottom line is my uh, insurance industry expert, former sell side Wall Street analyst, went into the CDC data. We were looking for other things, but what we found was pretty shocking. He took the data 
and it, it took some time and effort. He did a lot of work. He broke it down by age, and he created baselines for each age group to come up with excess mortality. And the money chart is really chart four, which shows that the millennial age group, 25 to 44, experienced an 84% increase in excess mortality into the fall. It's the um, worst ever excess mortality, I think, in the history. Um, just to give you an idea, when you look at chart four, you see when mandates and boosters hit the acceleration into the fall, and then um, it reaccelerated into uh, the end of the year. The drop off in that data you see there is reporting issues. It takes time for millennial age uh, deaths to be reported because they're usually not hospital deaths. So um, that data is going to be updated and probably shows a continued uh, disturbing trend. So just to put some numbers on this, um, in the fall, uh, starting in the summer into the fall with the mandates and the boosters, um, there were 61,000 excess millennial deaths. Basically, millennials experienced a Vietnam War in, in the second half of 2021, okay? 58,000 people died in the Vietnam War, uh, U.S. Uh, troops. So this generation just experienced a Vietnam War. And I think this is the smoking gun that the vaccines are causing excess mortality in all age groups. And uh, it's no coincidence that uh, Michelle Walensky refuses to answer Senator Ron Johnson's letters. They're hiding. Fauci's gone. She's gone. They're hiding. So I'm going to put a, a word out there. Uh, and it's, it's a word that's old, but it needs to be reintroduced in the conversation. This is what we call democide, death by government. So the government, through the mandates, has killed people. So there you go. And just quickly on the numbers, I've showed this video before, so we won't camp on it too long. But I just had to show it in comparison to Fauci's latest release of disinformation, bold-faced lies. 61,000 excess deaths above the average. 61,000 excess deaths amongst 25 to 44-year-olds in only the second half of, 20, of 2021. Of course, what was happening in large proportions and in large numbers in the second half of 2021. Lots of people weren't vaccinated in February or January, February, March. But in the second half of 2021, people in mass started to get vaccinated to keep their jobs. They weren't afraid of COVID. They were afraid of unemployment, which again is on, pur is on purpose. But I digress. That's an 84% increase in excess deaths in one year. As Edward Dow just said, former BlackRock executive, he is no, he's no sycophant for the right. He's a former BlackRock executive simply running the CDC number. There was a Vietnam Holocaust in the second half of 2021 amongst the 25 to 44 year olds. Why they would ever get vaxxed? What out of the Axe Force Leonidas Stanford study? What is the post infection survival rate for somebody 25 to 44 years of age? 99.98% better than the flu. Absolute fact, post-infection survival rate for COVID-19, but they still managed to kill off in excess of 61,000 25 to 44-year-olds. We wonder why this is the same age bracket. Rafael Nadal, many other professional athletes dropping on fields all around the globe right now. This is the age bracket right here, an 84% increase. Ethical skeptic tweet, 
our belief in the consequence-free nature of seemingly virtuous actions, that's a complex sentence, but basically useless actions aimed at a false threat ended up killing twice as many people in the U.S. as did COVID. Go to the graph for me. You can look at the numbers yourself, a little bit hard to see, but if you look at the baseline, which is the orange line under the white line, those are the excess deaths. You can see them go up in 2020. A lot of that is bold-faced lies, ethical skeptic and I come to cross purposes on the numbers of 2021 as far as actual COVID deaths I don't 100% agree with him or her whoever it is the rights ethical skeptic however look at the line that on the orange line is our normal death rate now you would think that in 2021 and in 2022 that it would substantively go down would you would it not because of the glorious virtuous vaccines right but instead they're going through the roof at exponential rates why would that be well because you vaccinated 60 to 70 percent of the u.s population and now they no longer have an immune system go to the next one for me will now this is the bottom that i wanted to concentrate on most of you will not be able to read it i'm going to read it to you a death associated with covid it's the bottom part it says covid eua emergency use authorization shadow death a death associated with covid which occurred after the cessation of primary symptomology primary therapy and rat or primary symptoms and rather was due to secondary and eminently treatable conditions conditions which were neither looked for detected or nor treated in a timely manner due to the vaccine emergency use authorization leave this up you need to know what was going on they thwarted ivermectin hydroxychloroquine and other treatments that that were you know very very effective monoclonal therapies thwarted all of those things for a reason that's beautiful you guys can do that they thwarted those for a reason they did that because if you have you don't get to keep your emergency uh, your your eua your emergency use authorization you don't get to keep that in perpetuity unless you start vaccinating kids that's why they're trying to vaccinate five to eleven year olds or you're not allowed to keep it if there is a viable alternative you could keep vaccine people and I'm fine, you know what? I'm not fine with people taking vaccinations. I'm fine with the freedom for them to take vaccinations. So if you have a viable alternative, then you lose your EUA. If you lose your EUA, then you no longer have liability protection. If, it's, if your vaccine is not under an emergency use authorization, then anybody who receives an adverse effects effect from the vaccine can sue you. If you have kids being vaccinated, it keeps your EUA in perpetuity. Nobody can sue you of any age. That's an absolute fact. It's, it's actually federal law. If you have a viable option, ivermectin hydroxychloroquine monoclonal therapies which all work way better than the vaccinations because the vaccinations don't do anything but harm if you have viable options then you lose your eua and then you lose your liability protection is that where i'm at aaron eua 21 us code whatever three stipulation that no alternative treatment could exist the false standard of care was enforced upon medical professionals aside from hospital inpatient care in order to keep the vaccine eua in place both before and after the introduction of vaccine into the population this error and malfeasance resulted in the majority i repeat the majority of deaths and delayed deaths from COVID related organ injury from thrombosis i won't even try 
inflammation and metabolic whatever causes which killed COVID patients anywhere from 13 days to two years after infection. This is the truth. This is why there's, this is why there's Ukraine is because all of this is coming out. Not to mention, Ethical Skeptic has another article that I don't have to, for today, but the number of non-sickness-related deaths, violent deaths, deaths at the hands of one human being to another or the hands of one human being on themselves are exponentially through the roof. I believe they were up 79,000 in 2021. All right, over the next one for me. This is also from The Ethical Skeptic. Finally, kill, COVID killed 380,380. Now, I don't agree with that at all. COVID actually killed, if you look at it, COVID-only deaths on the CDC website with, with no contributing factors whatsoever, no comorbidities, is about 40,000. He says 380,000, I don't agree, but I'm gonna use his numbers anyway. We killed through unskilled malicious profit. You'll hear them all talk right now. What do they say? They're all saying 980,000 Americans died of COVID. Well, the, the ethical skeptic gives them credit for 380. We killed, though, through unskilled malicious profit fueled, want to keep our EUA, and political response, 749,172. If we took only the 380,000, 33.33, whatever that is, 332M person equals 1140, I don't even get what it is, or 46 over world average. So he's talking about our average was worse on the world scale than, than you know, our average is worse. As you're always hearing the United States is worse than Australia. That's because of how they actually ran the numbers and because of the defense of the emergency use authorization. Go to the next one for me. Here's the actual numbers right here out of Scotland. Remember what Anthony Fauci said? Anthony Fauci said the vast majority of people dying of COVID and hospitalized, hospitalized from COVID are the unvaccinated. So the vast majority of the hospitalized and the vast majority of COVID deaths are the, fully, are the, are the unvaccinated. Is that remotely true? It's being propagated. Well, so is the Ukraine as a democracy. So is George Floyd as a wonderful person. So is collusion. And so is impeachment. So is George Floyd died of asphyxiation. George Floyd didn't die of asphyxiation. He died of a fentanyl overdose. And you have a man in prison for 22 years for asphyxiating him to death when there's no evidence that he was asphyxiated. He was not strangled to death. He had 95% oxygen saturation in his lungs. Well, Tom, you're a former cop, so you're defending the cop. I don't even defend how they handled that police call. That's not how I would have handled the call. I'm just telling you, George Floyd did not die of asphyxiation. So if he didn't die of asphyxiation, which is what the coroner said, then what is Derek Chauvin in prison for? Name it. He was put in prison because he killed George Floyd. How did he kill him if he didn't asphyxiate him? Put your mask on. Makes no sense. Ukraine is a democracy. Makes no sense. Well, here's Anthony Fauci. Take the vaccination is safe and effective. It's our path out of the pandemic. Those that are being hospitalized and those that are, being, that are dying of COVID are the unvaccinated. Well, not according to this chart. 
in Scotland, and by the way, these numbers are the exact same in Australia, exact same in Israel, exact same in England. The only reason why you're not seeing them here in the United States is because Rochelle Walensky of the CDC, Francis Collins of the NIH, Anthony Fauci of the NIAID are all bold-faced liars. This is the numbers. 75, 79%, 80% of their COVID deaths, fully vaccinated. 78.5% of their hospitalizations, fully vaccinated. 85% of their cases, fully vaccinated. Of their, of their country is 72% vaccinated. Everybody, basically, everybody dying or hospital, hospitalized, hospitalized for COVID inside of Scotland is fully vaccinated. Everybody dying, everybody hospitalized is, has, is fully vaxxed in, inside of Scotland. So how is Anthony Fauci remotely correct? He is not. Go to the next one for me. Here's more from the ethical skeptic. There it is, excess anomalous deaths. In other words, deaths that for some reason have occurred. Anomalous deaths. We are up right now in comparison to 2014 to 2019 averages. That's the bottom line. We're up 263,449. That's how much we're up in one year. In one year of vaccinations, did you, ask, did you ever actually wonder why it was in 2021 that 150,000 more people died allegedly of COVID than the year before? And by the way, some of them are dying of COVID because they have no immune system left, but the, but the, but the propagandists, the liars of the world like Anthony Fauci will see, look at it, it's an existential threat to their life. It's COVID, it's strain, it's, it's uh, what's the one that Klaus Schwab has now? They call it triple COVID, it's triple COVID. That's killing these, no, what's killing these people? And you see the insidious, uh, how insidious this is. Look at, look at how it works in every way for them. They created the virus. They created the solution to the virus, which wasn't a solution. And then when you take the solution to the virus, it wipes out your immune system. So then they say, you know what? You have no immune system, so you got COVID again. Look how horrible COVID is. So now here's your booster, here's your third, here's your fourth, here's your fifth. It's, it works out perfectly for them. Here's another good testimonial. Play it for me. 700,000 people in the study in Israel, just so you know, that showed that the double vax were 27 times more likely to get reinfected. So it's not the vaccine, even if we just talk about that, is not stopping infection, it's not stopping transmission. If you look at the studies in England, in Scotland, in the northern countries in Europe where they get real data, that they're actually the triple vaccinated are the most likely to die. So bottom line is that we, as we go forward, the natural immunity is long, broad, and durable. And I don't know if he mentioned it, but we have SARS-CoV-1 patients who still had immunity 18 years later. Let that sink in. 18 years later, we still had immunity from SARS-CoV-1 to SARS-CoV-2. This is long, broad, durable immunity. So what I wanna say in closing is, Natural immunity should be considered legally to be at least equal to vaccinated immunity, and immunity is likely lifelong. Thank you. So you've got to see the, the insidiousness of this. You have to see it. The bold-faced lying, removing people's immune systems. They catch COVID so they can vaccinate, vaccinate them again, all the while blaming COVID. You have to see it. Daniel Horowitz tweet. 
Nigeria, with only 4.4% fully injected out of its 206 million people, reported zero deaths and only 87 cases this entire week. Compare that to vaccinated countries, which we will in just a minute. Until now, Africa and East Asia were the two places that escaped much death. Now they have decoupled big time. Why? Go to the graph for me, Will. Here's the graph. Compare. Top one, skyrocketing rates, which are fully masked, fully vaccinated, 90% of the population, N95, fully masked. Look at their cases versus Nigeria. Go to the next one for me, Will, and just play it. A worldwide tragedy, and it's a war. And whether the government knew it was a war on people, they're currently warring on their own people. And it's, it's the most disgusting thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Well, Edward, you're doing groundbreaking work. Please continue with, 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 with the news and information. Absolutely. So um, the other thing I want to point out, uh, a couple of weeks ago, a German insurer, BKK, uh, one of the board members came out and he said and used the, their data that the government was underreporting injuries, not deaths, forget deaths, uh, was underreporting injuries by a factor of 10 to 1. Then they took their data and said... I wish I had time to play that whole video for you all. Listen, I love you. You must stand in the word of God. Do not believe the propaganda. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. Lots of other churches are closing. They're done. And I'm talking about even churches that were small mitigators. You know what? You come in, we're, we're keeping our church open, but make sure everybody sits six feet apart. Make sure that you've got alcohol gel on. You can mask if you want. You can do what you just feel comfortable. Bring your own lawn chair. Sit in your COVID clumps, but we're actually open. It's absolute insanity. We are never going to be involved in any of that garbage ever. The thing is, we're never going to close. We never will. That's the way that it is. I don't care who the governor is of Florida. I don't care who the president is, is of the United States. The Constitution says we have freedom of religion, freedom to assemble, and we will stand. We will stand. Period. Always. We will stand. We will not. And this is what happens when you do stand and you implement the Word of God. sowing seed into the southern outpost of freedom. There is no other church like this one. Thank you, Lord, and thank you, Lord, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. Praise you, Lord, for this building in Jesus' mighty name. Check out our new TLP trucker hat. When you give $25 or more to the podcast, we will ship one out to you. Thank you for investing in the program, and we look forward to you tuning in next time. Hey, I'm Aaron Yeager, producer of the Tom Lively Podcast. If you can't get enough of the show, you can always tune in and watch us live on Tuesdays and Thursdays 
at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We also go live every Saturday night at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which is also on the Christian Television Network. You can always watch live at TomLightBly.com, which is our preferred platform, or on Rumble, Facebook, and YouTube. If you miss a live broadcast, you can always go back and watch on Rumble or TomLightBly.com. It's also available as an audio-only show on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Thank you so much for your continued support and for tuning in. Thank you.